Hey, what's up Citywide fam? Uh, today we are going to spend some time talking through the really, really exciting details of the Exhibit A document. So if you are brand new, this is a really good early training so you can kind of familiarize yourself with this and then I guess re-listen to this if you need to down the road, but uh, if you're an existing employee, it's just helpful to remember what's all on there, why it's on there, and maybe how to explain it uh, to any IC that you're meeting with. So we're gonna go through the difference of how to present this to a new contractor versus an existing one. And so I brought in Megan today because she's a bit of a stickler on this subject. Yes, so I am. Yeah, it made sense to invite you. So with that super warm welcome, how do you feel? I'm feeling really ready for this, Mitch. Earlier you said nervous. <laughs> and then I messed up and we had to re-record. Yeah, that's fair. So <laughs> Chad always says nervous, so she just wanted to be a little less like Chad, I guess. But right. All right, so let's first hit on the overarching purpose of this document. Why do we even have an Exhibit A? Yes, the IC has a document, a terms and conditions document with us that manages the relationship. This document demonstrates a building-by-building building expectation. So basically, it's an accountability document. Yeah, the, so the, the TNC document you reference is the Independent Contractor Agreement. It's like, I don't know, 20 pages long or something. And then in that document, it says, for every agreement we're going to have with the IC for a building, this document must exist. So um, bingo. Uh, what will we find on the document? Just quick rattle off from top to bottom. Yes, real basic info. Company. Uh, the name of their company, the client location, uh, the number of days that we clean or nights that we clean, any unique scope payout items like window washing once a month, um, their overall payout obviously, any fees associated with it, um, if there is any type of holiday pay, just basic info. Perfect. So uh, the first several items are, are pretty straightforward, but let's take a minute and key in on these fees. I mean, that's the real reason that we're here. So. I'll lead with kind of what they're called, and then you get to go ahead and back clean up and give us the details on a one by one. So we have two or three fees, depending on if this is their first time contracting with us or if they've been contracting with us for a while and have other buildings. So if they're brand new, they have three fees because they have to pay a get in the door fee. Uh, if they're existing, they have just a second two. So the first fee, this is the initial orientation fee, which is for the newbies only. Uh, second is the account orientation fee. And then last but not least is their performance deposit, which uh, I like to hit a few different times as a potentially refundable deposit. So it's kind of a good little nuance to keep in mind. So yes. uh, Megan, give us the rundown on the initial orientation fee. What is it and how do we collect it? Yes, it's $200 down, cash or money order only, remaining $400 over three months. I suggest reminding your IC before they head down to the office uh, to bring in cash or money order. I did forget one time and they had to leave the office, go find a bank, which was not close, and then come back. So I was basically sitting there waiting for them, but that was on me, not them. I'm surprised it's only happened once to you actually. Yes. Um, well, probably because I remind the heck out of it, you know, moving forward. But anyways, also save yourself some heartache, meet them in the office. This is a great way to establish the relationship, sit down with the documents um, that the accounting team provides to us and slowly walk through them. I literally sit at a table, documents in front of me, I flip them over, I have a pen and I point to everything and then I ask them, do you have any questions on this? So it's clear as day what the expectations are. Um, the initial orientation fee covers the administration, administrative portion, accounting um, setup and ongoing, anything Heather is doing for them from insurance to helping them with submitting invoices, hand off the five shirts, like those are basically the gist of the initial orientation fee. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a couple of other things that I won't go into here because it's very, very detailed, but just from like a legal standpoint, getting people set up to subcontract with us, um, just to help separate independent contractor 
uh, from being an employee, it's a really clear cut line in the sand. Like when have you ever had to pay any money to start a job, right? You, right. you haven't other than maybe buying a uniform or something, but- I mean, you made uh, me pay you when I started, but that, is that not part of this podcast? That's not true. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that let's just focus on that. It's, it's a separator, but at the end of the day, that's just for new contractors to get them going. Once they've paid that fee and paid it off, they'll never see it again unless they were to start a new company or a new entity for some reason. And that does happen. It's just not incredibly common. So we won't really spend much time or exhaust that, su that subject here. So we'll just move on to the account orientation fee. So this is different than the initial orientation fee. That's to get started. Account orientation fee is a account by account basis. Give us a rundown. Yes, this is 15% of their IC pay. Again, we split it up over the three months. This should have been something that you talked about um, when I sit down with them and I have the papers in front of them, I go through this step-by-step step as well. Um, this does not pay for the CCM to spend their night cleaning. And I wanna make sure that's super clear. The CCMs do that more as a courtesy to build rapport with the IC, spend some time in the building. The orientation fee is designed to help cover the first three nights time investment to show the IC the building, the scope of work, do an audit, check their work, a final walkthrough, um, just super clear, it is not for the CCM to clean the building. I can't tell you how many times I've had an IC either email or, or call me and ask or and say, my CCM wasn't there the first three nights, do I need to pay this fee? So please don't use that as part of the conversation. Yeah, keep in mind, and we didn't plan for this, but I was just thinking about as you were saying it, uh, no, it is not to pay for the, the night management team to clean for them. But also it's, it's easy to understand what it really does help cover, which is before we sold that building and got ink on paper, a salesperson had to prospect it. They had to get an appointment, go out and sit down with the client, uh, review the, the scope and what they want, figure out a bid, review it with the director of operations team and, and myself, um, then present the proposal, win the account, then go walk through the building with the FSM to show them the whole building and make sure they understand it. So that by the time we clean the building night one or even show the IC the week before we start or whatever, they just get the distilled down version, right? Like how sure. sweet is that? Like yeah. you kind of forget how good our system is for them. They don't have to do any of that early stuff. They just show up and go, this is what you do and this is what it pays. Are you good with it? And they go, yep. Um, if we could get all of our accounts that way, we'd be rich. But yes. uh, we have to do the, hard, the harder part initially anyway to go prospect them and then from there they do the hard work to keep it going. So uh, sorry, I got a little bit off the rails there. No, but, but that's a good point. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> and podcast over, Mitch is happy. I complimented him. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. The big one, the last big fee, the largest expense. It's the performance deposit. I said it earlier, it is designed to be a refundable deposit. So give them the details. What is this thing about? Yes, it's 50% of the monthly IC pay. Um, it is refundable if you are exiting in good standing. What does that mean? That means you know returning the keys, nothing was broken. Um, you actually cleaned on your final day, things like that. Give us a 30-day notice. Give us a 30-day notice. Um, can be utilized when a client fires citywide or when the IC violates our agreement or costs us money in any other circumstance. The goal, of course, is to refund it as much as possible. And I do discuss that when I sit down with the IC and explain that to them. I've been here seven years and I've only held one full deposit. And it is literally because the crew just basically took a photo of their keys sent it to me and said, I'm done. So that I, I <laughs> kept there, that. Been there, got that photo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that is literally what it's for. It's, it's a, honestly, it's a butt saver. I can't tell you how many times 
a contractor has told us we're done cleaning the building tomorrow's our last day take some get somebody else in here for monday yep. and all you have to do is remind them of that performance deposit and tell them we're not giving them back 500 bucks or 800 bucks or heck sometimes 200 bucks and shocker they magically find a way to clean it for 30 days yes. right actually now that you said that this just came up last week where an ic called one of the fsms to say they were sick and they weren't going to clean and that's one of the things that i coach the FSM through is like, make sure you talk about those different fees. Mm -hmm. um, so I would suggest for sure listening to this podcast again, if you want to kind of, um, you know, sit down and understand it better. Um, also consider sitting in when um, Heather is doing one of the IC meetings. This will, you will get to hear her explain it in person. So you know, the IC has already heard this before they even got to you. Um, one thing that we want, that I want Mitch to cover cause he's better at it than I am. And I don't really like to say that any type of recorded device, but is just kind of talking about like the fees as a whole. Yeah. So I think when we were talking about this a little bit, it was more about how the fees compare to other people that do what we do, because if you're brand new to our industry and you hear these subcontractors have to pay something to partner with us, that can kind of throw you off a little bit. And quite honestly, when Heather runs that meeting, if there's five people in there, I bet you one of them is surprised that there's a fee at all. Yep. One or two of them are like, oh yeah, I think I knew there was fees with subcontracting, but they don't really know anything about it. But there's always one or two that really understand fees. And so the most common way that people uh, subcontract and do what we do, the most common way is called franchising. And so instead of just doing this subcontract relationship we do with our three fees, um, they sell them a cleaning franchise. And so the easiest example I can give you is, We'll just make this up and say, if we're paying a contractor $1,000 um, a month to clean a building and they're going to start with us for the first time, they'll have right around $1,200 in fees for that building. If they want to franchise that building from one of our competitors, they're going to pay for that same thousand bucks somewhere between $3,000 and $5,000. It's crazy. It is. It's, it's really crazy. And there's no additional assurance that they're going to have the building for longer. They could clean it for three months, get fired, and they're out their initial investment. The other crazy thing is that's just building one. You get to building two, now you've got another $1,000 building. They've already paid off that first fee. So now that same $1,000 building, if they were gonna buy it from one of our competitors, 3,000 bucks. Our second building, 650 bucks, because they paid off that initial orientation fee. Yeah. And if you really get deep into it, of that 600 bucks, $500 is refundable. Sure. <laughs> as long as you exit yeah, on good terms. It's a fraction of the cost. It's a fraction of the cost. So we try and make it very, very friendly for our ICs. So, there's a lot more that we could go into on that, but franchising is really common. There are companies that subcontract more similarly to us, um, and they have some fees that are associated with it, but we think our system is very fair, very, very balanced. So any other last thoughts? Nope. Well, I appreciate you boosting my ego, I think twice during this podcast, <laughs> especially after I said we had you in because you're a stickler. So I think that overall kind of buttons up this subject, takes care of everything that we need to hit on. We went a little bit longer than I was planning, but I think that's okay because there's a lot of good info in here. If you have any more questions, grab your supervisor, grab a DOO, set a meeting with me. We'd be happy to help. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.